Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined once again by my friend Aram. Aram in Toronto. That's that's I guess what I'm going to call you. Yeah. Um, for <laughs> for a while. Talk <laughs> and uh, we just finished watching the Warriors beat the Raptors by one point. How did that feel? That felt good. That felt good. You know. Uh, they were, they were making runs. They were up by 15 and it was just getting chipped away and I was getting pissed off. I, I don't know why, but I really wanted this one just because you knew, you just knew Raptors were going to throw out the janky defense. Uh, they're going to try to lock him up. Uh, and maybe as you know, Fitz and Kalena Azubuki are in my head, uh, being Supreme homers, but um, but they're doing the same shit that they did in the finals, right? So I really mm-hmm. wanted this. Steph had a horrible game, but uh, but you know what? You saw mm-hmm. some depth from this team that is really starting to develop. That second unit is really really interesting, and they're they're really a stabilizing force because that starting lineup is definitely a work in progress. Um, mm-hmm. I you know in that fourth quarter, I I was cussing. And I got I got booted to the basement. So <laughs> I got some dirty looks and got booted to the basement. Um, I wanted yeah. this one. I wanted, in short, I wanted this one, and I'm glad we got it. Yeah, I wanted this one too. I looked at the spread, and the Raptors were favored in this game by a couple points. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And when I watched these two teams play, I was like, "Oh come on, you know, like <laughs> the Warriors should." beat this team i thought you know but the raptors they have they've been playing together for a while and they kind of have that championship pedigree whatever but um (laughs) you're not buying it huh (laughs) no 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 um but uh i i agree with you like the the first uh the first unit it's like it's obviously with Ubre and draymond you right now have two guys who can't score and then wiseman you know sometimes he just goes through his rookie mistakes and he looks confused a little bit and whatnot, but you know, and, and Wiggins usually uh, up and down, but he's been pretty consistently up lately. And yeah, that second unit, man, like um, I like, I like uh, Pascal a lot as a small ball center. He's just bully ball. And he is one of the only guys on this squad who I think can just literally go get a bucket. Yeah. He's, you know, he'll, he'll pump fake or he'll just, force his way to the basket and get fouled or whatever. But And on that know. second unit, he has the license to do that. Like they, they want him to do that. They need him to do that. And yeah. so it's, you know, they definitely have fallen into this circumstance, but, uh, but it's working out. I mean, one of the things with the second unit too, that you notice is just so much more space. You know, they, it, part of it is like they have better shooters out there with Mulder and Lee and Wanamaker. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> just that starting lineup is, is just so crunched, you know? I mean, they uh-huh. are bigger, like physically bigger. So just optically on the screen, it does look like there's less space because they're bigger, but man, it, you, the space of the shooters that they provide it, it makes a big difference. Um, and it allows Pascal to have more space to operate in too. 
Oh yeah, totally. Um, it's funny that now after like two games where Wanamaker has actually hit three point shots, we can say he's like a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the stats bear it out, you know, like, I mean, we're, we're still waiting for the, you know, uh, regression to the mean for Ubre. Like at this point, we're just like, please hit 33%. Like that would be amazing. Cause that means he would be, I, I don't know what the numbers would be, but that would mean he would be hitting 45% the rest of the season or something like that. But right. Right. Um, one thing also about the second unit and Pascal on that uh, uh, squad is that it really, I think it makes Andrew Wiggins feel better because he does not have to be the only one who has to create and score. Definitely. And I think like, you know, when, when Pascal just, when it gets in trouble, he can give it to Pascal and, you know, he can just like do what he does, hold the ball kind of like, size up the defender and either shoot it or, you know, take to the basket and do that really uh un unflashy uh drive, pump fake, pump fake and go up and uh, lay it up, you know. So I, uh, and I think another real stabilizing thing has been Basemore. You know, just watching it watching him these last few games that they've switched the rotation up is just how much more he's giving out there than Poole was giving. And, you know, they mentioned, they admitted that they were trying to give Poole a shot to see what he had. He put in the work, give him a shot. Uh, Basemore was the bird in the hand, I guess. And mm -hmm. But, man, it, a veteran presence, really stabilizing, um, and really helping make up for some of the issues with Ubre too. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really yeah. happy about the this development with Bazemore too. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't think Bazemore was ever in the doghouse. I think it was just like, okay, you know, like you said, let's see what uh the younger guys got or some of these newer guys got and <laughs> let's see if we should pick up uh Pool's option, but then also let's see what we get from Lee and um and Mulder. And obviously Lee and Mulder have stuck because they can actually hit shots whereas Jordan Poole, he is still kind of mediocre at everything. Um, and he doesn't really give you uh, something definite each game. But yeah, I mean, Bazemore, I mean, that's what you get with a vet, right? Like you get uh, someone who is, uh, who has so many more reps hitting shots in the NBA, right? So like yeah. he'll hit that jumper more often than Jordan Poole would. And, um, you know, his defense and his energy and he knows his role too. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to do too much. He plays the way he knows how to play that he's played for nine years. I mean, I guess he did technically didn't really play much at the beginning. So, but he's been in the league for a long ass time. So I, I've always thought that was a very cool pickup and, uh, you know, people were saying before that like, Oh, he's maybe not a, a Steve Kerr player, but like, would they have signed him? <laughs> um, like, well, there are some down roster guys that maybe are not car guys, but you know, he had a baseball had a great quote where um, it was in the Clippers game when they made that comeback. It was at the end of the third where Steph was just trailing behind him. He turned around and just kind of made this blind pass. And he was saying, you know, I played with, Kyle Korver for a long time so I knew Steph was going to be there right like that type of shooter is going to do that kind of thing and and that's right. just it just was such an example of what a vet can do that somebody like Poole just doesn't have have the experience to to know that kind of thing exactly exactly like at that moment with the ball in that spot Jordan Poole probably would not know instinctually anything 
to do with it, right? Like, like, uh, like, you, like you said, it's Bay's more just knew where to look, right? I mean, look behind him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, just to get back to what the the players you were talking about on the bench, Damian Lee. You know, that's my guy. Uh, that's your guy. Yeah, that's my yeah. guy. <laughs> and you know, at some point in the season, uh, you know, he. he uh, Maybe he'll have a slump or fall out of the rotation, but he's my guy, and he has been since 2019. Um, I think he should have been in, been on the finals roster. Uh, we'll talk about that someday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he was really stabilizing in this game too. Like I mean, we've talked about the space, but um, he's really rounded into this really key rotation player. And two games now where he's essentially had the winning shot. Yeah, and he is pretty clutch so far, and he's pretty comfortable. And I was very impressed that he switched both of those free throws. Yeah. I've never seen him take like uh, game-winning free throws, which are obviously far more nerving than you know just taking a a three in the flow of a game. So he switched those. I was like, okay, this dude is totally comfortable, and. Yeah, you're starting to see exactly what his role is. And um, I think, you know, sure, maybe we'll go in a slump, but, you know, unless it's a terrible slump, unless it's like an Ubre-esque slump, I feel like he'll stick in the rotation, you know? And, um, and, you know, he showed with those free throws, he showed with taking that shot both at the end of this game and in Chicago. He's not scared, right? Yeah, uh, we've yeah. seen so many players come through over the years who are just scared to shoot. Like, they're pass it back to Steph or Clay or whoever. Like, I'm not going to shoot. Hot potato. And he's not scared. He's going to take that shot. Yeah, well, <laughs> on that note, I did think about that before because uh, there's no one else besides Steph to be scared of. Like, there's no KD. Well, there's no, yeah. no Clay where, like, if you uh, miss the shot, then they'll get mad. And plus, there's a whole season where everybody got the shots. <laughs> and they're like, I'm just going to chuck it. And now they're they're uh, – that's a, that's a hard habit to break. Um, but no, I, I, I get, get what you mean. They need guys who look, I mean, look at Ubre. I mean, cause he's been so cold. That dude is scared to scared to shoot or I won't say scared, but hesitant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you know, he's, he had that four for six from three game a couple of games ago. And now he's just a cold fish out there. And, you know, towards the end of the game when they couldn't get anything going, you know, um, I was like, you know, put put Pascal in, you know. I mean, there's set rotations, right? And you didn't see Wiseman because, I mean, it looked like at the beginning of the second half, Wiseman was, you know, having some trouble. Like he bumped into Draymond Green or Draymond Green yeah. was like standing in the yeah. right in the wrong spot and at the top of the arc and Draymond turned around and they ran into each other. So, um, but it was one of those things where I was like, these guys can't get a bucket you could at least either put Pascal in to go get a bucket, just have another guy out there, or you could put a uh, Wiseman in <laughs> to try to get a, an easy like lob or yep, something. Yep, that vertical, vertical spacing and, that uh, sometimes people talk it, about. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Just, just because they were not hitting, hitting anything, but um, you know, I don't know about you, but as uh as 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 a longtime fan, as you and I have spoken uh, many times about in the past, I assumed we were going to lose this game. <laughs> I, I I was feeling that, and 
you know, it, it, it like the the narrative was all set up. But it's just like they're gonna blow this. The Raptors have their number. They're in their head. Nick Nurse does it again. He schemes it again. And it's just like, <laughs> like yeah, as a longtime fan, you just think of it like, ah. And I think you mentioned this too before. Just uh, you, you just as a longtime Warriors fan, you just always assume it's gonna get worse. Yeah, yeah. You always see. Well, I, I was looking. There was like what four point three or something seconds left, and I was like, that's, I was saying to myself, I was watching the game by myself. I was like, that, that's way too much time. That's, oh, that's 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 too much time. You know. <laughs> well, what did you think of that last shot? I mean, it was kind of an interesting play that they designed. I don't know that Siakam like getting a running start was was the number one option. Uh, but it seemed like a an interesting setup, and you know, I want I I wanted to call a, a shout out to Wiggins because yeah, he played some great defense on that play. Uh, didn't foul, contested really well, and he was blocking shots. He was he's been solid, and he was solid in the in the Clippers back to back. I'm yeah. You know, after the first couple of games, I, um, I don't know if I should admit this, but I was like, would you trade him for Buddy Heald? <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, no way. He's awesome. No. He's exactly what we need. Did um, you say that to me before? Because I feel like I've heard that. And I, I, I think I wrote it in an email to you. Yeah, because I was like, no, no, man, no. Like, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> have, because uh, I was hoping that, Wiggins would get a level of comfort, but yeah, I mean, after a first, uh, the first couple games where he was iffy and everybody on the team was iffy, he hasn't necessarily shot well every game, but he shot pretty well. But most importantly, like that dude has always been hustling on defense. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. And you know, it's weird. Like I look at this dude this is going to sound kind of odd, but I'm like, Oh, maybe he's like feeling like, comfortable in his own skin and not to get too kind of uh pop psychology ish but it's like he's like this uh he's almost like this child star that like didn't get to be who he really was (laughs) and now he doesn't have to be in the limelight so he can just be him and he's being him this is like daniel radcliffe you know he's like uh he's been a big franchise and then now he's an adult and he can do what he wants yeah, I don't know if that's the analogy you're looking for, but let's go back to yours. Let's go back to yours. Okay, no, not really. It's like, uh, you know, well, anyway, basically he's he just had all this pressure. And again, like he's finding out what he can what, or what he has to do, right? Like after seeing Steph play, playing with him a little bit, he's finding more of a comfort zone and whatnot. Um, he still does that weird drop step spin move, which usually yeah. results in like a, a brick or getting blocked. Um, but you know, he's, he's asserting himself on the defensive end and he's challenging shots and he's hustling as much as I'd ever seen him hustle before. So, uh, I mean, he's definitely, uh, a, a plus player. You know, I mean, that. I have to admit, I didn't watch him very much before we traded for him. And then when we traded for him, I didn't watch many of those games last year. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm impressed. And, you know, I think it, goes back to some of the things we're talking about some of these veterans who they've been around the league and this is this is their shot right or this is his shot this is the first time he's really playing on a potential playoff team there was that one 
Jimmy Butler Timberwolves team, but um, but he's a really important part of this team, and and he's seen some things now, and this is his chance. So that's what that experience can bring you. But at the same time, he's still only twenty five, so there's room to grow and in, in the kind of nuance areas of, of his game and 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 the little things and defense. And I'm just I'm just pretty impressed with his length and his blocking shots and contesting so well. Um, I'm been if this is the Wiggins that we get consistently, I think, I think you, you can't really ask for much more Yeah, unless he wants to do better. If he wants to do (laughs) more, sure. But I mean, he's shooting, I think like 40% on threes too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hit his first three threes tonight or something like that. Step backs. Um, yeah. I, I, times like these where I'm like, Oh man, I wish Clay was in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if Wiggins is playing this well with Clay in the lineup, I'd be like, damn. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. But you were asking about the last play of the game. Uh, I Right before we started talking, I saw on Twitter somebody, some uh, some dude who I guess breaks down basketball plays and stuff. Uh, I saw he had broken down the last play, and it looked like uh, Draymond kind of was calling out exactly what was going to happen, <laughs> uh, according to this guy. And I was like, whoa. I only had a chance to look at it once, but um, it was interesting because he was calling out like the the picks that were coming, and then they switched it, and then Draymond stopped. There were, it looked like the primary option was to throw it to um, the Toronto player, I forgot who it was, uh, breaking towards the basket. Um, and then I don't know what the second option was, but then like Siakam, I guess was third option and, uh, and he got it. And I don't know, I was debating because I was like, yo, you're down by one. I just don't get, I mean, I guess I kind of do, but it's always weird to me when somebody doesn't go to the rack to try to get a layup or, or, um, or get a foul possibly because Draymond would have given help. You know, mm-hmm. um, I saw him kind of on a replay, kind of, you know, lean into the lane a little bit when Siakam was trying to figure out what he was going to do. But then to all of a sudden, like, turn into a, <laughs> a turnaround fatal, <laughs> which, I mean, he can hit that shot. He almost made that shot. It was online, just I forget, either short or long. But, um, you know, like this tendency, I mean, I, there was a, a Boston game where they were down by one and Tatum takes this long three and they lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I, I mean, it's I was deal. surprised Lowry was the inbounder. I'm, I think that's their thing. I mean, that's what happened when in the bubble, but you know, he's so good at drawing fouls. He's so good at going. Yeah. To him. I, I was just surprised. And maybe one of those first options was for him to inbound it and get it back right away or something like that. And just, yeah. Just taken oh, away by, by Draymond's clairvoyance. 
you know. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, oh, uh, I mean that shot. Siakam still got a decent shot off, and it was kind of halfway in. But funny thing about that last play is, uh, you know, sometimes there's a lag between that what's actually happening in the game, and then and then what you're watching. So, so I mm-hmm. had like I was watching the game online, and um, they were still in the in the timeout and i was like oh let me just let let me check the stats and see how many how many <laughs> points Timmy and lee scored i was like oh game's over and it says Siaka miss, <laughs> misses pull up jumper i was like oh okay but but still funny again it was that even even i knew it was happening that that they were gonna miss it where is it gonna win when siakam shot it and it was kind of it was like a third of the way down not half of half of the way down but it yeah. was a little bit in there, so uh, it was a little bit. Of, <gasps> um, so it was still exciting, even if I knew, yeah. knew what was happening. I mean, the modern day second screening, man. Like I've I've had to really, really check myself because I rewind so much. Um, like the the James Wiseman one man fast break. Um, I. Yeah, I just kept rewinding that and all of a sudden like I was like really behind and I want to check the stats, but then I have to kind of have to cover my the top half of my phone so I don't see the score. You know, put, I see. put some uh put some masking tape on the top. Uh, well Gaffer's tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Painter's uh, tape, something that doesn't stick. Man, think about a guy who'll be so much better when Clay's back too. It's like just think of how much space there will be for Wiseman to do those things next year. And yeah, his handle yeah. will be tighter. His hands will be better. Yeah, man. Like you know, all the debate of Clay. I mean, we don't know, of course. Like coming back from ACL and an Achilles, and how he will be defensively. I mean, at least now we're gonna have a guy who'll be you know, a big body defensively. I mean, mm-hmm. Bogut was always the the fail safe, you know, behind uh, all the guards and the wings. Granted, Wiseman is not going to be veteran Bogut on the defensive end after one season, but it'll, it'll be, it'll be great. You know, like I just want to see it. I mean, not even thinking about like, Oh man, we're going to go deep in the playoffs and we're going to contend for the title I just want to see that combination of players on the court and see what kind of basketball they play. You know what I mean? Just from an aesthetic point of view, you know? Um, But on that point, like, you know, one of my favorite topics, and I think one of the favorite topics of a lot of Warriors fans is James Wiseman. What did, uh, what do you think of his game tonight? You know, he didn't play much in the second half. And, you know, you mentioned, you were wondering if they should have put him in, but um, I, you know, he had some nice moments and it's, I, I love that seal where he, you know, put Siakam in the basket. Uh, I love that kind of one man break he had. So, you know, all of these things are, are flashes and we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess I, 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 I'm still encouraged. I'm still encouraged. Yeah, I, I I still do take a peek at some of the other uh, top three picks too. <laughs> just well, like it's just you know, just checking. Just I mean, checking. to your credit, you know, you mentioned to me a couple of days ago you check Lamelo, and I'm like, he'll be he'll be good, but I'm very happy with Wiseman. And then Lamelo goes off for a near triple double, and then a triple double. <laughs> right? Um, but- I, I I'm still happy too. I'm still happy too. He's like the right 
I think he's the right guy for us. Um, all of those things are going to like really tighten up his handle. His hands are going to get better. He's going to, mm-hmm. he's going to be dunking on people. Um, he's just going to get tougher. He's 19 years old. He's going to get stronger. He's going to learn the little tricks of like, you know, putting elbows into people's ribs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm not concerned. He's, he seems like a, a great prospect. So um, yeah. it, it's just, it's just ha- it, lifetime Warriors fan. You know, you just always, <laughs> uh, you're expecting the worst and you just, and you, and you look outwards and, and just think about all the things that could have been. So, yeah, it's like he has a, a, a poor mediocre game and you're like, ah, he's already hit his ceiling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how's Denny Avdia doing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his, his stat line was 17 minutes, five for seven, seven boards, 10 points, two fouls. So that's not bad no. at all. When he was in and, you know, like he was he was effective just second half. Like when they were getting blown out earlier in the season, it's like, yeah, let's let's play him as much as possible. But in these games where it's like, well, we need to close this game. Let's put somebody in who we're sure can, you know, not screw up on defense or wouldn't commit a ticky tack foul or isn't going to bump into Draymond. You know what I mean? And um, and I think it's showing a, an urgency from the coaching staff too, that if you're playing these good teams, you can get a win. You're just going to go for it. Yeah. And, and, and he's going to learn what either way, whether he was playing or not, I think it's important for the young players to see these are the the little things that it takes, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's important. I'm not I'm not worried that he's not in during crunch time on these games. Oh yeah, you know? no, not at all. And, and they need to win these games. Yeah, and I think it's like a perfect scenario. He's not going to sit and pout on the you know he knows the deal. You know, like uh, they're going to go with someone that is more seasoned and you know is better at closing out games right now, you know? Um, but uh, like I did notice, you know, in the previous game that, you know, Wiseman tends to get frustrated. So hopefully, uh, you know, he uh, doesn't let that like get the better of him as uh, and let it take him out of games and stuff. That's, that's probably the main, uh, I, if there were a red flag, um, you know, not, it's not, a, not even red. It's like pink. Um, yellow yellow um but uh yeah i you know every game you see something that's like yeah okay got it like show show the fans a little something and okay ride ride the bench in crunch time that's fine you know (laughs) i mean the the coast to coast thing where he you know he made the read that they that siakam wasn't going to uh you know pick him up in the lane um and he just went and literally I, like I said, I replayed that like several times. The, the dude got, he gathered the ball with his front foot still on the three point line. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, and then he just took the two strides and it's like, you know, unless, I mean, the only thing you can do is strip him at that point, but he just went up strong and, and finished and, you know, and plays like that are going to be so much more commonplace when there is, better spacing you know he is playing in the in the starting lineup with Draymond and and Oubre which are not giving him much space to work on so um I think next year you have Clay in there 
there's going to be a lot more space. His handle will be tighter. I think we're going to see a lot more of those, and he's got those. Maybe he'll get that kind of Euro step a little bit tighter as well. So, Yeah, I mean, basically, he'll get all of it tighter, right? Like, I'm always impressed whenever he shoots a jump shot. I'm, like, wincing because I'm always scared he's going to go, again, as a, as a longtime Warriors fan. I'm always scared he's going to go into this horrific cold streak, you know? Um, but he – I think he nailed – a couple of those shots, the face up, you know, right over Siakam. And yeah, like, he had one. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's cool. Um, so, uh, and eventually we'll start guarding him on that and he'll have to, we'll see how his uh, first step is, you know, if he can get around people. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 it brings me joy to, uh, to, to watch him play. Cause I'm as a, as a fan who, you know, like, we've never had like a dominant center, especially on offense in this respect. So it's just weird. It's weird to see like, Whoa, we have the biggest dude on the court. Yeah. Whoa. Like we have the most athletic guy in the court. Whoa. Like Siakam is not taking him to the basket. You know, he's, he's, he's kicking it out every time he gets the ball down, down low. And and that's one of the things that has been so enjoyable about the season so far, I think, because, you know, you got your daily, uh, Wiseman check. It's like, oh, you know, how's how's he how's he coming along? But we have enough of the the kind of like past and present with Curry and Draymond and um and you know these kind of vets that are kind of filling in the roles of veterans past, you know, and just competing. So we can enjoy it on so many different levels, and I think that that's what this game really helped. Uh, you know it just like a lot of the other games is really exemplifying it. Just like, Hey, we can enjoy it on, on multiple levels. And I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a good time with this season. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really know what to expect. And like, you're feeling like, uh, or at least I feel that, uh, and I always say this, like you want hope sports fans want hope. That's all they want. They want to know that like, they may not win the title this year, but like, like they're getting better and they might be a contender the next year or something and you want to see progress and for the most part we're seeing progress even though there were some problems uh with scoring and all that stuff a win is a win and i really wanted this game too because toronto you know, <laughs> a team i used to never care about and i <laughs> totally right and i used to be like oh yeah I, you know i don't mind and there's so many highlights in my mind of like the dynasty warriors blowing up the Raptors, you know, during the regular season. And, uh, but I really, really wanted this game because yeah, for obvious reasons. So, um, yeah, you know, we're seeing a lot of progress, I think. And, uh, that's all, that's all you could hope for. Everybody's technically getting better. I mean, and is still playing hard, you know, like he'll get his dunks and his like layups. Some of his shots, not even his three pointers, but some of his like mid range or like layups are kind of off, but you know, he's, he seems to be like uh trying, you know? So, so far he's the only one that hasn't like truly, truly like gotten better as the young season has, uh, has moved forward. Um, but uh, I, I have hope that he'll get back to the, I, th- I think he's a 35% shooter from last season. So, you know, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Which is hard to do as a Warriors fan, to be optimistic. But 
you know, I think things are stabilizing. Once he gets stabilized, I think this team has some has some hope, has some potential. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Go Dubs.